What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network podcast. I am Pete, this is Evan, and first up, before we get into fun today, we're going to be talking about Andrew Cuomo benefiting from a campaign finance violation. Well, now it's a violation. Well, prior to him signing the legislation, it was not, and he made about $17 million. We're also going to be talking about Spartacus declaring for the 2020 presidential bid, why he's a terrible candidate, and the hilarity that will be the Democratic primaries. And we're going to finish off with talking about the um, the fire fraud documentary on Hulu about a music festival that had very similar economic and financial implications to much of the Democrats' agenda. But all right, why don't we just start off with Andrew Cuomo? So, um, yeah. Of course. <laughs> King cry, baby. Yeah, this is from NewYorkUpstate.com. So I'm going to read you the headline, the first few paragraphs, because it's important that Evan and I will discuss. So Cuomo raked in $17 million from campaign finance loophole he fought to close. Because so, God forbid anybody else utilize it. Yes, that's exactly the reason that he signed this. So he could be the last beneficiary of this. Look like he's being tough on corruption when, in fact, he benefited in Quite a large way, as you'll see in a second. So Governor Andrew Cuomo took at least $16.7 million in campaign contributions from limited liability companies before the state stopped them from abusing a loophole in campaign finance laws. This is according to Syracuse.com. Cuomo advocated for the new law and signed it last week. But while it lasted, he was one of the biggest beneficiaries of the loophole. Cuomo, a Democrat, no shit, Sherlock, Uh. blamed previous failed attempts to close it on the Republican-led Senate, saying in a New York Times story, quote, it is tantamount to political suicide for the Republican Party in this state because they believe it ends corporate money and only union money would come into the system, which would help the Democrats. Before last week's change in the law, limited liability companies were treated like individuals. They can give up to $65,100 to a single statewide candidate in a four-year election cycle and up to a total of $150,000 per calendar year to all candidates and committees. The new, tr- the new law treats LLCs like other businesses. Um, that means they are limited to a total $5,000 per year to all candidates and committees. To make the situation even more wild, there's no limit to the number of limited liability companies a company can use to make donations, and their partners are difficult to track. The new law requires the donor to reveal the names of people with interest in the LLC. So Evan and I, at the bottom of this article, which I think we're actually going to link in the description, you can actually see, you know, in your town or city in New York State, or even in other states where Cuomo was able to get campaign contributions, which businesses and LLCs in your community contribute to him. And it was actually interesting on both of our ends to see that. But Evan, what are your thoughts on this? You kind of alluded to it before. What are your thoughts on him signing a piece of legislation, which clearly he benefited from? And now, like you said, nobody else is going to be able to. Yeah. And it's you basically, it's a combination of what we both just said. Peter doesn't know how to drink beer. Um, For those of you listening, Peter almost spilled beer all over himself just now. But 
basically what it was is that he's saying that the Republicans are fighting to keep this open, yet he's one of the biggest beneficiaries of this. $17 million. $17 million. So if you look at the amount that they were allowed to, what was it, $150,000 yeah, for in a four-year period? That's, that's to a number of Yeah, to all candidates. candidates. Yeah. So to all candidates, and even before it was... It 65 was 65, grand. 65 $100 mm-hmm. to a single candidate. Now it's what five thousand dollars for all candidates for yeah for an LLC. This guy brought in almost seventeen million dollars from this loophole. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it looks like he's fighting corruption, but in reality, he stockpiled money from this and then closed the loophole so no one else could benefit to run against him. It gives him a big stockpile of money for whenever he wants to run for whatever he wants to run for. Mm-hmm. Which I still believe that if Trump wins in twenty twenty, which I do sincerely hope he does, and I think he will based on we'll the candidates to, that he's going up we'll against get into now. That in a second, yeah. but. It's going to give him that little boost. He's going to have that little $17 million nest egg to just throw at campaign finances when he decides to run for president in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this guy, the more I've learned about him in the last couple of years, the more I dislike him. I never liked him. He's been linked to corruption. There are criminal cases right now, being um, criminal charges, excuse me, being brought against him for this reason. And he's literally not even making it a pay-to-play scenario. He literally made all the money from it, and is now prohibiting anybody who opposes him from doing this. It's it's a disgraceful tactic, and unfortunately one that's all too familiar with this guy. He was holding the, the state budget hostage over the Reproductive Health Act and the DREAM Act last week, or two weeks ago. We had the gun legislation this past week. I mean, this guy is a clown, and he's running this state into the ground. And like Bill de Blasio, who I talked about on the show yesterday, he's taking statistics about economic numbers and figures and saying that the state's improving when in fact there are many many more anybody looking on the surface knowing that it's not so this guy's doing a disservice to a lot of people is making it that much harder to unseat him in the near future because at the end of the day you know we were talking about this at lunch today justin and i met with vicky paladino today and i was at work yes you were at work justin and i we can kind of decide when we work but anyway um we, we were talking to her today about this very issue and, uh, and Cuomo and a lot of these people in the establishment, they do not play fair. They will do anything in their power to make sure that, in, that somebody opposing them, especially someone with a voice, someone who's making cogent points, cannot outraise them. And at the end of the day, it's, it's brand recognition. If someone who votes is like, oh, I want my sticker, I did my due diligence, we don't know what the hell they're talking about, goes and sees about Sticker! It's like, Andrew Cuomo, I've heard that name before, and whoever is up against, I don't know who these people are, so I'm going to vote for Andrew Cuomo. That's unfortunately what happens in the vast majority of cases. So the fact that he's $17 million to the good in his favor, and now nobody can go through these same processes, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it's the same thing that Larry Sharp said when we had him on, where it's, it's money. Mm-hmm. He li- he could not get enough votes votes because he could not get enough money. Yep. If he had more money, he could have more campaign ads. He could have had more polls, and he could have got more votes. Yeah. And Cuomo is literally he understands that Cuomo is not an idiot. He's not. He's very he's conniving, and he's possibly a sociopath, and a complete lunatic, and a complete piece of garbage. Not to get, you know call him too many names, but. But he's very smart. He understands how this works. He understands that if he has more money, he's more likely to win, especially in a state where conservatives don't vote mm-hmm. and it's because it's viewed as heavily blue and he's just going to constantly blame things on the Republicans when he when he's clearly the biggest benefactor of this. Yeah. If the Republicans were benefiting off of this, 
we would have a Republican Senate and a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not what happened. Not at all. And this is what this <laughs> is what the Democrats do. They blame the Republicans for everything. Listen, everyone's to blame for something. Yes. No one's innocent in politics. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But he, what the Democrats do is they blame everything on the Republicans, and then they try to take credit for everything good that happened. Obama did the exact same thing. He blamed George Bush for everything, mm-hmm. and then when Trump fixed the economy, he took credit for that. <laughs> that was funny. When you overturn... Every single economic thing that Obama did, and then the economy recovers, Obama is not responsible for the economy. Yeah, not at all. Sorry, Democrats. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it's just wishful thinking and not giving Republicans or conservatives in any respect, federal, state, local, any credit for doing something good. Uh, But yeah, this is just another example of Democrats um, swindling money and then blaming others and for and making that the reason that they sign a piece of legislation, really, it's, it's a pay-to-play game. That's all it is. All right, so moving on, Spartacus, Cory Booker from New Jersey, our oh retarded God. cousin down south. Oh. He he ended up. He makes my head hurt. Yeah, he he ended up announcing his bid for president. So now he joins the likes of Kamala Harris, ha! Elizabeth Warren, ha! Bernie Sanders, ha! and about a million other Democrats um, on the ballot. So I we, we're really looking forward to the Democratic primaries oh for this reason. God. Can you imagine Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, two of the shadiest and flip-floppiest... That's not even a word. And, and they're the worst. They're horrible. Yeah, they're just They failed bad. at everything. I cry crocodile tears. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. Kamala Harris, we know she's a snake. She, uh, you know, she's a prime example. Sorry to, you know, I'm, we're not belittling women here. It's just straight up truth that nor, neither she nor the mayor she had an affair with denied. She slept her way to the top. And she, she was a crappy district attorney. Yeah. She was horrible at her Absolutely job. Absolutely terrible. Almost as bad as Cory Booker was as the mayor of Newark. Yeah. He lived there his whole life and nothing has changed since prior to when he took over to after he was mayor. He did all the theatrics. He ran into a burning building to save people, but he had cut the fire departments in that neighborhood. So he wouldn't have had to do that if he hadn't cut the fire department. <laughs> right. He was out there shoveling snow, but the city didn't have a, have a snow removal contract because he didn't do his job. Yeah. He, he's a joke. He came in as a bipartisan person, and the Democrats got, got to him real early, and they said, if you want to be somebody, you need to cut this crap. And, and you goes, need to go to the left. Exactly. And he was Which, like, well, I wouldn't be president, though. I wouldn't be on the TV. Yeah. So, I mean, Steve Dace, you know, on our show this past Tuesday... He talked about this, and he said a lot of people, especially on the Republican side, aren't on either side. Politicians get into the game, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. They get into the game with the best of intentions. They're very idealistic. Ocasio-Cortez, lover or hater, obviously most of us feel the latter. Um, she is a psychopath. She's a psychopath, but she genuinely believes the crap that she's preaching. That's the worst part! I know. I mean, that that's, that's bad in and of itself. But at least she's going into it with good intentions. And, you know, the, the road the to hell is paid with good intentions. And sadly, that's exactly what she's spewing. But Cory Booker went into things with the best of intentions. He wanted to be the bipartisan guy. He wanted to be the one that could reach across the aisle and create peace of legislation with Republicans with at the, at the state level and then at the federal level. And it, like Evan said, he was, he was kind of blacklisted by his own side. And they said, look. You want to, if you want to be someone, you want to be a Speaker of the House one day, or in his case, you want to be the President one day, you have to go as radical as possible. There has to be no wiggle room. There has to be no partisanship available, or more partisanship, excuse me, available. 
And he's going in that direction. Same with Kamala Harris, though she's been a little truer, I guess, to her policies. But she is a flip-flopper. She took back the health care um, crap that she spewed earlier in the week. Because she realized she couldn't pay for it. Nobody can. You know, the only person who doesn't realize that is Ocasio-Cortez. She's a complete moron. And the best part about these debates, though, are going to be, it's going to be amazing. You're going to have Beto O'Rourke, okay, who is Irish. Mm-hmm. He's like one-eighth Hispanic, but he goes by Beto instead of Robert because Robert O'Rourke is not getting elected by the Democrats. Sounds like a, a white, a white, Ar- yeah, a white yeah. Irish guy. Yeah. Okay, then you have Kamala Harris, who's just horrible. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, who's a fake Indian. Cory Booker, who's just a fake person. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, who is going to be about 95 years old and next year. And he's a psychopath. It's going, it's going to be so amazing because you're going to have all of them up there. And then Bernie Sanders is just going to start ripping into all of them because he doesn't care. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still pissed off about losing to Hillary Clinton, yeah. which is fine. He yeah. should be. But he's also a lunatic. So he's going to come up and just be like, oh, oh Elizabeth Warren, you're not a real name for America. That's more Nixon. Yeah. But he's going to come up and be like, I'm 74. Elizabeth Warren, you don't know what you're doing. We have to take all the rich people's money and we have to give it to the poor people. And that's the way that it works. <laughs> which is funny because he's a rich guy. But but he was on, this guy is a guy who was on public assistance almost his entire life until he ran for elected office. That's true. Then you have Cory Booker, who's horrible at everything. What's he gonna? What is he running on? What is Cory Booker running on? This, he has accomplished they're nothing. All, they're all running on the same thing. We're they're, Democrats. Yeah, that's what they're well, running we're on. We're Democrats and we're radicals. We're moving further and further to the left. We're going to install socialist welfare policies and entitlement programs so everyone gets free shit. Everyone gets free healthcare. Everyone gets free college. Everyone gets free this. Everyone gets free that. That's the thing they're going on. And the winner of this is probably going to be the one who checks off the most intersectional boxes. And sadly, Kamala Harris is the one. She's a woman, and she's black. And she's going to be marginalized, and we've already done it. And she deserves it for sleeping her way to the top. She is the worst stereotype for women. If women want to feel empowered and make something of themselves, that's one thing. But she not only wanted that, but she had slept her way to the top. Literally. She hasn't denied it. And now she's ruthlessly, you know, when she was asked, what if this guy, you know, that she slept with committed, um, you know, fraud or something and you have to prosecute him? She's like, I prosecute him. She's ruthless. She reminds me of She Hillary wouldn't do Clinton. it. She's a liar, too. I, I don't know, dude. She's ruthless and she's a liar. Dude, she wouldn't. This is what she said because she knows it's the right answer to do. It's the same thing when I was interviewing for police departments. And obviously, they asked the question where... You know, they have the guy in the room. They go, "Oh, what if you put if you pull if you got a call to Lieutenant Smith's house and the his wife was there with a with a you know ice pack on her eye and she goes, he punched me in the face." And then you you try to like you know you try to play it off and you're like, "Well, I try to find out exactly what happened." He goes, "What if he said, yeah, I punched her in the face. She deserved it. She burnt my dinner. What would you do?" There's arrest only one him. answer. There's only one answer, and it's arrest him. Yes. And this, she under, she, Kamala Harris is smart enough to understand that there was only one possible answer in that scenario. She had to say, yeah, I would prosecute him. But in reality, she might not. We don't know because it wouldn't come. It probably wouldn't come up. Or she'd be like, okay, we're going to prosecute him. And then she could just tell one of the ADAs to be like, well, there's not, you know, just tell people there's not enough evidence to prosecute him. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happens all the time. Well, Michael Avenatti yeah. beat the crap out of a woman, and mm-hmm. there was evidence and they didn't prosecute him because yep. he knows somebody. Of That's course. the way it works, especially in California. California is, I know New York is a whole bunch of stuff going on right now, but California has and always will be the most immoral place in America. They've been like this for years. It's full of drugs. It's full of homeless people. It's full of, uh, it's Hollywood, which is full, full of the worst people on the planet. And it's corrupt. It's broke all the time. They have one of the highest GDPs in the entire 
country, world. in the world. The seventh and, largest economy in the and world. And they're always broke. Mm-hmm. They're always broke. California is a complete and utter disaster. Mm-hmm. And you can't trust anything that these Democrats are going to be saying. And I love it. They're all going to rip each other apart. Mm-hmm. And they're all horrible candidates. It's all going to be intersectionality. If, if Hillary Clinton does not run, we have to be out there voting. Because people are going to get complacent. Because you're going to look at these Democrats and be like, oh, they all suck. But guess what? Democrats only vote on the party line. For yes, mo- for always. The, like 95% of Democrats vote on the party line. Mm-hmm. There were Democrats that did vote for Trump because people hated Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But so. I guarantee you, if Hillary does not run, we need to be out there voting because if we get complacent, we will lose the election in 2020 to one of these absolutely disgraceful candidates. Can you imagine Cory Booker, who is has never, tears. has never done anything no. in his political career? Listen, He's... Donald Trump wasn't a politician, but he was a successful businessman. Yes. He was. For decades, he was a successful businessman. He understood what needed to be done. Cory Booker is a career politician who has been an abject failure in everything he has done. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, abject failure in everything she has done. She runs a, she was a DA in San Francisco, and San Francisco is a complete shithole now. Mm-hmm. It is high in crime. It's high in homeless rate. Mm-hmm. These people do not understand how to run anything. Elizabeth Warren has done nothing. Yeah, she's lied. She's a law professor. She yeah. lied her way into a position as a law professor. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders did absolutely nothing with his life until he ran. For, go- for government, and he has still done nothing. Mm-hmm. He was he lost to Hillary Clinton, one of the worst candidates in the history of America. Technically, though, that was stolen from him. All right, well, let's not get into that because yeah. that's, it's irrelevant. They've all they all they're, suck. They're, she's, he's yeah. terrible. I'm not saying. But the, that, po- the yeah. point is, another person who has done nothing, Beto O'Rourke, whose only accomplishment is losing to Ted Cruz, is riding a skateboard. Well, in his commercials, I ride a skateboard. You should vote for me. He got in a <laughs> DUI. He hit. I forgot he hit something. He got a DUI when he was 26. Yeah. He hit something and then drove away. These people are scumbags. Mm-hmm. And they're not even good. They're, they're, they're no accomplishments. Yeah. Listen, you cannot like Trump who he is as a person or how he is with women. That's fine. You're That's 100% up to you. Sure. I don't like his record with women. I do believe that he's doing a, he's doing a very good job for what he's the, – the hand he's been dealt – and so on and so forth. But these people who are career politicians have zero accomplishments in their name. Mm-hmm. Trump at least had a success, was a successful business person and shown that he understood what needed to be done in this country. And he did that throughout his speeches. He explained to people that you need to reverse these Obama policies. You need to get America back to the, to the moral kind of center of what we are as a country. And he really understood how to reach out to people. And that's why he won. Mm-hmm. But all these other people have failed at everything. Hillary Clinton, too. Hillary Clinton has never been a success at anything she has done. Her biggest success is getting a child molester off when she first became a lawyer because she got the evidence of the girl's underwear or the guy's underwear that was coated in semen or both their DNA. She got thrown out of court and she laughed about it. That is her biggest accomplishment as a person. Being the first lady is not an accomplishment. Your husband got a job and you got a job because of that. Yeah, and it's not even really a job. It's, it's not. And like you said about Kamala Harris, you know, sleeping away to the top. And it really, it does undermine every woman yeah. who is doing a legitimate thing. And to further go into that, there have been articles since Jeff Bezos, who is a lunatic, is getting divorced because his wife is even more of a lunatic. Um, they're like, oh, the richest, she might soon be the richest woman in the world. And you look at it, it's like... She did nothing. Yeah. Nothing. She married a guy. That is literally, she married a guy and is now divorcing him, and that will make her the richest woman in the world. Mm -hmm. That is not an accomplishment. It's not. It's not at all. It's not. 
Yeah, unless you, unless you look at it as an accomplishment in seeing greatness well before it ever comes to fruition. But no, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, there's they don't no have way- any kids either, do they? I don't know. I don't even think they have kids. So it's not like, oh, she was raising the family so she couldn't do anything. I don't, I don't think they have I, kids. I don't think so, but I think it's, he's trying to be amicable and he's trying to split things down the middle. Um, but in any event, yeah, it, it's going to be really funny to see because literally they're all going to run on the same platform. They're all going to run on these crazy far left free shit um, socialist policies and this Green New Deal type stuff and, and taxing the wealthy. And it never goes to the wealthy. The wealthy are smart. There's a reason. That's why they're they all wealthy. <laughs> right. They hire the best people, the best accountants, the best attorneys, and they're going to find every loophole in the book. So instead of paying 70% or up to 90%, depending on who you ask, they're going to pay next to nothing. And guess who gets hit with the tax bill? You do. We do. Everyone here who's watching this does. Yeah. Okay. So... So just keep that in mind. These people are lunatics. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're just saying things to make the crazy, avid leftist voters feel good about something and get out there and vote for them. They're not going to institute a lot of these policies, I don't think. Some of them they won't are, institute any of them. Because well, they're all talking Obama heads. instituted nothing while, while he still had control of the Congress. They don't do any of this of stuff. Of course. Democrats get elected on promises, and then they do nothing. The reason why the left goes after Trump is because he went on promises, and he has actually delivered on many of them. Yes, yes the wall is a work in progress. Okay? We understand that. But he has turned around the economy. He has done a lot of other things that he promised to do. And, but the Democrats never do anything. They never do. They pro- give you all these promises, and then they don't deliver. And most politicians do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, both sides. We, yeah, again, Steve Dace on Tuesday talked about that a lot. That's the worst thing the Republicans have done in the last thirty years. They talk a big game, but when it comes, when push comes to shove, and it comes time to actually pass legislation or even propose legislation that would back up their promises, they fail to deliver time and time again. They just sit idly by and let the left win, and that's been the major issue. So- this next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. So, we, so, interesting things to watch, and we just thought that was hilarious. Now, the last thing we want to talk about, it's more of a cultural thing, but it's just it just goes to show you this, the leftist mentality. So, if you have a Hulu subscription, you've probably heard or seen the trailer for something called Fire Fraud. And it was about a music festival that was held somewhere, was it in the Bahamas? It was a legend music, it was a, a music festival that was supposed to be held in the Bahamas. There's also a Netflix documentary. Okay. And basically what happened was this guy, Billy McFarland who it sounds like he's Seth MacFarlane's brother, and he kind of looks like he's Seth MacFarlane's brother. But he's this 20... He was, at the time, he was 26, and he had this great idea. He had a company called Magnesis, where he was having an exclusive credit card for millennials, where you got all these perks and all this other stuff. And essentially what it was, was a giant scam. Because he was making money, and he was offering all these things, and they rented this townhouse, and they trashed it, and it ended up... He ended up with no money. Uh, one of his big investors was the owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder... At the time, who then got caught with doing some fraudulent things with oil, the oil companies out in the Midwest, and then died in a car crash after he was indicted. Interesting. Probably suicide. Yeah. But 
after that, all his money basically dried up and they went broke. So he teamed up with Ja Rule to have this exclusive music festival because everyone knows the thing that leftist millennials love more than anything is a music festival where you could pretend to be a hippie and dance around in the mud and light shit on fire and do molly and all this other crap. So he's like, all right, let's do it in the Bahamas. Let's do it at an island that was owned by Pablo Escobar. Because that's amazing. Pablo Escobar was a great person. Not. I just made a not joke. Oh, yeah. Um, so what happened was he started selling tickets for this. The problem was he did not have an, any idea on how to run a music festival. So when you're running a music festival for thousands of people, you need a certain amount of infrastructure. You need places for people to stay. You need ways for people to get there, bathrooms, food. all this other stuff, food, water, you know, all the basic necessities so people will survive this music festival. It's important. Didn't have it. But like our favorite New York con- uh, Congresswoman, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you believe it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did. He Ocasio-Cortez his way all the way to federal prison. Yes. He kept saying, everyone kept telling him too. It's it's the exact same scenario. It's just a business as opposed to the government. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept telling him, "Billy, we don't, we can't do this. Billy, there's not enough time. Billy, we have to do that." He said, "No, no, it'll work out," because he believed, like Ocasio Cortez, if I just believe in it, it'll work. It's like Wayne's World too. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. Except <laughs> for people came. The problem was there was no music and there was nothing built. Right. So exactly what he did was the the general admission ticket started at a thousand dollars, and I think that included the flight and everything. So that's why it was it was very high and it's supposed to be very very exclusive. He then realized that he didn't have enough money selling tickets for a thousand dollars. So he goes, oh, how, I'll just sell tickets where it comes with a villa package, a beautiful villa. So I'll charge like fourteen thousand dollars for it. Okay. And people were putting up money for this. Mm-hmm. There were people that quit their jobs because their boss wouldn't get time off. Now, $14,000 for an exclusive villa package, if you have the money for an exclusive music festival, it you know, might not be that much. The problem was, there were no villas. Yeah. He essentially made the pictures of the villas on AutoCAD and then threw them up on the website. So there were no villas. When he put up the things for the villas, the concert was six months away. Six months. He also didn't have a company to build these villas, and the villas were non-existent. Mm -hmm. So he then sold tickets for things that did not exist, had no way to build them. Then everyone came for the music festival. Now you would think about a week before this music festival, when he had none of this stuff available, cancel it, refund everybody, whatever. The problem was this guy is a scam artist. What he did was he took money from one scam, used it to pay off his previous scam. So he did things like, oh, I have 200 tickets for Hamilton. And people at his company were like, you don't have tickets for Hamilton. He goes, oh, no, I'll get them. Don't worry. So then he would sell tickets to a Beyonce concert and use that money to buy tickets for Hamilton and then literally hand them out to people outside of Hamilton who bought them. That's what he would do. And it worked. But the problem was he got too big for his britches. And he made this music festival promote his app, which was supposed to be like, you. so if you wanted like Coldplay to play at your birthday party, mm-hmm. you could go on this app. And you could swipe right and make an offer on, like, Coldplay. And then Coldplay could either accept or deny it. Mm-hmm. No one wants to listen to Coldplay. But I digress. Mm-hmm. So basically what is he scammed his way into a hole. He had no money. So he couldn't refund these people because there was no money to refund them. Mm-hmm. He had no bands to show up. He had FEMA tents. 
and he had no he basically had almost no food for these people so not only did he have not, not have money to refund people he didn't have money to pay people who had done the work mm-hmm. so essentially what happened was he didn't realize that there are rules when you are trying to organize something and this is exactly how the Democrats operate. They don't understand, or they do understand, and they don't care. Which some is, understand, and then some, like Ocasio-Cortez, don't. Who just believe, if I want to do it, it'll work itself out. That's not the way the world works. Yeah. And this guy is now in federal prison for six years because of this. Ocasio-Cortez essentially wants to do the same thing with our country. Yeah. She wants to take our country and turn it into the fire Festival. And this is why I was watching this last night with Valerie, and I was laughing my ass off. And I'm like... He is the business version of Ocasio-Cortez, and it is perfect. If you can watch the – I haven't watched the Netflix documentary yet. If you have Hulu, watch the Hulu one. It is extremely, extremely well done. They they paid him for an interview. He is such a maniacal sociopath. He completely justifies everything he did. He makes no apology for it. Wow. He, he, and when he gets confronted with like criminal stuff, he just shuts down. Mm-hmm. He does not take any responsibility. And obviously, Ja Rule said that he had no idea what was going on. Him and Ja Rule definitely had an agreement that where if stuff went south, he had to say that Ja Rule had no idea what was going on. Because Ja Rule already went to prison for a gun charge and for tax evasion. So if you haven't seen Fire, watch it on Hulu. I haven't seen the Netflix one. Probably going to watch it tonight. But it literally it is an exact parallel with Ocasio-Cortez. And hopefully, she will end up gone. And actually, there are Democrats who are trying to get rid yeah, of her already. Yeah, we talked about so, that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so we, you know, hopefully that happens too. But she, it's literally, it is such a parallel to Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really more to explain. It's just, you know, it's it's a, it's a business, like you said, a business way of establishing what will happen if Ocasio-Cortez and some of these other radical new Democrats continue to move up the ranks and get this Green New Deal and their tax strategies passed. It's just going to result in chaos, turmoil, and it's going to put us in a bad position. So something to consider and watch out for. But guys, if you like the episode, please feel free to subscribe to it on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It really helps. As you saw throughout the episode, we're trying to attract sponsors. Also, Facebook has blacklisted us. I talked about this a little yesterday, but it's true. We're now on nearly day four without being able to run Facebook ads. We pay for these out of our own pocket. You know, none of us are wealthy. Um, so we're paying for this out of our own pocket, and we're doing it because we have, we have a sense of duty. We want to be able to serve you guys, to show you that there is hope, that we need to get out there and vote these schmucks out of office starting in 2020 and beyond. And we also want to bring good candidates to you. So as we come across them, as they declare, and as they begin campaigning, if they resonate with us, if they have a good message, whether they're downstate here, they're upstate by where some of you guys are, we want to bring them to you. We want to talk to them and see what they have to offer. So you can do help us in a couple of ways because, like I said, right now, Facebook is blacklisting us. They won't even take our money to spread our message in what are actually very mild ads. Um, the first- we're, we are very mild-mannered people. We are not radical by any stretch of the imagination. No. We are not advocating for violence or overthrow of anybody. That's Antifa. Yeah, I mean, we're we're really pretty, we're pretty, you know, we're like the Clark Kent of political groups, really. Yeah. Very unassuming. Yes. But, Until you piss us off, yes. Facebook. Yeah. 
damn Facebook. Coming for you, Zuckerberg. So the first thing you can do, guys, Kidding. you know, is is just share the page, share this episode with friends, family, people you know who are also conservative in New York State. It'll really help us out, spread the word. Let's continue to get this movement growing. We're at nearly seven thousand people in the share group. Share the podcast. Share the podcast too, right? Share the Facebook group. Share our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. And if you can afford to, five dollars a month. Is all we ask for. Basically, what that entails, you get this free. Don't let fear take your freedom wristband. Yep. See, they're right there. I designed them myself. Yes, and you also get um, access to our mailbag every Friday, and we will ask you every Friday if you are a donor. Hey, what do you guys want us to talk about? And we will actually talk about what you want to talk about. We promise we will. We promise we will. Also, if you can afford just fifty dollars one time for the year. Not only will you get the wristband, not only will you get mailbag access every Friday, you'll also get this, the Empire State Conservative Network hoodie. Bask in it. You get the logo on the front, name and number on the back. Yeah, you see the outline. It'll keep you warm and help melt snowflakes. Yes, yes. Literally. I get a lot of stares when I wear this thing. Literally and figuratively. So if you can help us out a little bit monetarily, we'd appreciate it again. We're not doing this to make a profit. We are doing this so that we can continue to reach other like-minded Empire State conservatives like yourself, and just $5 a month or $50 for the year will go a long way in helping us do it. So guys, thanks so much for watching. I am Pete. This is Evan. We are signing off for the week. We're going to come back at you. Well, we're going to come back at you together on Tuesday of next week. I'll be coming back at you at the Solo Show on Monday. Have a great rest of the night, everyone. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. It's Evan with Empire State Conservative Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlay at Empire State Conservatives. If you'd like to help us improve our shows, you can donate through our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate. We also have some merchandise that will be coming to you soon from our website. If you'd like to work with us in any capacity, please feel free to email us at GetRedPilled76 at gmail.com. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.